brought to you by Soul Fire Productions. Hello and welcome to Mother the Mother. I am McLean McGowan. This podcast is an offering for all women to gather energetically, sister to sister, mother to mother, to co-create a sacred space for healing, educating, and sharing as we journey through motherhood and womanhood. It is such an incredibly powerful moment in time to be a woman, and I thank you for showing up on behalf of yourself and for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future, to honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before, and all who will come after. Jema. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, McLean McGowan. Thank you for being here with me, for listening, for diving in to your own journey of healing. We are in such an incredible time, this portal of awakening, this transmutation. It is full of challenge and breakthrough and heartache and love and reestablishment and sometimes all of that within the hour, right? So I commend you for being with yourself through this time, for being with others who might be holding different viewpoints than you, for continuing to show up and whatever that means in your personal life. Because we just keep on keeping on. I just did a tarot pull from the Earth Warriors Oracle by Alana Fairchild that you know and love if you listen to this podcast. And I pulled a new card I have not yet pulled before. It's called Kente, Sweet Paradox of Empowering Grace. And it says, when the mind says no, but the heart leaps with joy, we are ripe for a transmission of empowering grace. The sweet paradox is that the more impossible the situation appears to be, the more we are supported through grace and our divine success manifests swift and complete. Let the faith of the heart overcome doubt. Allow your mind to be filled with wonder at the unlimited power of the divine, and you shall bear witness to sacred manifestation. When there is something within your heart that you know you are on this planet to accomplish, you shall be given equal grace, power, talent, and ability to succeed in that mission. This is the divine promise and sacred plan for you. If a miracle is required for success, then one shall be given. Pray with courage and confidence for your rightful divine inheritance and allow your bold heart and loving soul to believe in your beautiful, hope-filled destiny. Mm, I love that. So, you know, we're all being triggered by different things. We're all going through our own awakenings, divergences, career path changes, um, dealing with new issues with our children. We're now homeschooling either within the system or we're homeschooling outside of the system. And it's just a lot. It's a lot to navigate daily. And um, yeah, I this week has felt really good. I feel like I'm finally getting into my flow a bit more. Last week felt very destabilized and constant change. I'm just now really aligning with my kids' schedule and figuring out the help in that realm, which feels really great. Um, but it's taken a minute, you know, I've been back in town for over two months and it's just now finally stabilizing a bit, which is great timing because now I'm getting super busy with my postpartum clients. So sending love out to all of you mamas that have been navigating these choppy waters. 
And something that I have really been noticing this week, and I'm curious if any of you out there have been as well, and please share with me if you have. So as I've shared, we are trying out homeschooling outside of a more, you know, normal uh, school system. And what's become really apparent in the past couple of days is how healing it's been to my oldest daughter to have a lot more time with her parents, with me, with her dad, without a nanny, um, without being away from us for long, long days. And what I've really enjoyed is bringing her into my world more and seeing how it resonates with her. So yesterday and even last night after her bath and, and dinner and getting in PJs, she helped me make lactation cookies for my postpartum client today. And she helped me prepare the food that I was making. She was my sous chef. And, you know, in these downtimes, when there isn't an agenda, when it's not rushing from one activity to the next, to the drudgery of homework, to getting things done, 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 really when we have this space and time just to be with each other, that's when the grace comes. And that's when so many golden moments of motherhood shine forward because there's the time and the space for her to really open up and share with me and things that I don't even think she's thinking about, you know, for months and months ago that we discussed briefly, or even a thought that I haven't even been thinking about, you know, that she would be thinking at nine. And it's just really hit home how special I'm finding this time to be with her more to be home a lot more. That also means cleaning our house a lot more, being really intentional about what is in our closets, what's on our shelves, what we're cooking, what we're buying, what we're composting. And I love being more slow and more still and having this bonding time with my daughter. And yesterday I just feel like it was so powerful. It's hard to even put into words, but I just felt like we both were downloaded with this beauty of being together more. And she was really able to share from her heart how much she's been enjoying that and how she feels so much closer to me and she wants to be working with me and in my business as I grow. And it was really cool. So I just wanted to share that because I know sometimes we're all in it and the days are just so full on and we're questioning our decisions. We're questioning, questioning, questioning. At least I know I am. And I'm trying to always find the best for my kids. And, you know, something I probably don't share enough. And in the quiet times, I just feel so fully. And I feel like it's important to share is just how much I love my kids. I just love my kids so much. I love being with them. I just think they're awesome people, awesome souls. I'm not taking credit for them. I think they came in this way, and I'm just so grateful and lucky that I get to spend my life with them. And I, of course, have the moments each and every day, which I wish I had more me time. I had more time devoted to growing my business, my career. And then I come back to how much I love them and how this is the season of my life. And things will change, and they will grow, and they will leave the house. And it's so important to really balance my ambition or that inner fire within myself, which is truly important and I'm not minimizing it, but it's also just recognizing as moms, we're doing so much, we're giving so much. 
but we also can receive so much if we can circle back to the love and the joy and just not get lost in the monotony of motherhood. Because the schedule is brutal. I mean, the the drudgery of the schedule is my least favorite part of parenting. But when I can kind of step out and, you know, last night I didn't have to get her into bed and fight bedtime because she didn't have to get up at 6.30, 7 a.m. this morning. You know, she gets to sleep in a little bit later. And um, it was really powerful. So anyway, hmm, just sharing my feelings today. Um, as we know, this is a very intense moment in time. And we're all feeling so many different things. And I know a lot of us are kind of scared to share our thoughts and our, what's on our hearts and our minds because people are so flared up and that's okay. You don't have to be, you don't have to be doing anything outside of yourself besides being there for yourself, being there for your family, showing up in new ways for your community. You know, just being a good person goes a really long way, you know, and you don't have to be shouting things from the rooftop on social media to make you a good person. So for any of you that wants to hear that, like I almost feel like I was talking to a friend today. She was saying she hadn't posted on social media in two months. And I feel almost like that's um, better. You know, I almost feel like that's more authentic to be quiet when you want to be quiet and not have to regurgitate a narrative that you're seeing reposted over and over and over and over, you know, just share from your heart when you want to, what you want to, and take care of yourself, take care of your nervous systems, especially if you're a new mother, please protect your nervous system. Please protect your force field, your auric field. It's not worth drowning. It's not worth being inundated. It's really, really important to protect your field and for anyone, that goes for anyone. I right now had to make kind of a boundary just for my own nervous system to sleep in a bed alone for a little bit because I'm such an empath. I'm also a totally open-centered person in the human design. And so I just feel everyone's energy around me exponentially. And it takes so much work to really clear my field every day to show up as I want to every day. All of that takes so much meditation, self-care, preservation, that at night I really, really need to heal and repair and refuel for the next day. And, you know, nothing's good or bad. Nothing's really pro or con, right? This is all shades of gray and navigating where you are on this journey. And hopefully the people around you won't take it personally. But if you can acknowledge your needs and then work through how you can best communicate that to your loved ones in a not fired up manner, hopefully it will land on open ears. So please, I urge you, take care of yourself during this time, whether that means getting off social media, getting off the news, not talking to certain friends, not talking to certain family members in a loving way, you know, healthily boundaried way, getting in nature, putting your feet in the grass, swimming in the ocean, meditating every day, taking salty baths, saying no more, saying no more, saying no more, nourishing your body with oil at night, eating really good nourishing foods as we move into fall, make them warmer, make them more full of 
plants and root veggies and healthy fats. And now we finally get to the episode. I'm so excited to share my interview with Meredith Baird. She is the founder and owner of Nucifera Body, which is a divine line of coconut oil products. They're all vegan, all natural. She just, since our interview, released a new product, which when we did the interview, I didn't even know what it was and I actually got it today. She gave me a free, beautiful bundle of all of her products and it's a gorgeous body oil. Thank goodness, because I was out of body oil and it's so yummy. Jemima actually unwrapped all of them before I did and tried them all out and was freaking out how amazing they were. She was spritzing the spray all over her altar space. It's a great spray for masks if you're wearing them. Great for your face, your car, just a little zhuzh in your day. And then there's a great stick that I'm using for lip balm. You can use it on insect bites, burns, face, body, whatever. And then there's the classic balm, which I've been using for years, which you can use for face, body. It's also a great natural lube, great for diaper rash, good for nipples, all the things. So she is a powerhouse. She's a fellow Southerner and a vegan chef, a mama, a wife, a business owner, and we have many friends in common. It was great to sit down with her and chat about business and being a mom and how, in her case, they both pretty much happened at the same time. And I feel like that's so empowering. And that's something that actually happens more than you'd think where you birth a business and a child at the same time, because children bring so much abundance. They also get us crystal clear and laser focused on our priorities and what is really important to us. So they often go hand in hand and it was a pleasure to sit down and talk with her I hope you enjoy the listen. As always, thank you so much for being here. This is truly a co-creation for all of us. This is us sitting in circle wherever we are around the world. I am you. You are me. We are in this together. Sending love out to all of you. J-Ma. Hi, Meredith. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. So glad to be here with you today, finally. Thanks for making the time. Yeah, well, I'm excited. I've listened to several of yours and I love what you're doing and I feel like we know each other. Mm -hmm. um, but this is, as we were saying earlier, this is really the first time that we've had a real chat, which is, is perfect, right? I know, I know, it's I love it. times. Yep, yeah. divine timing, perfect timing. And it is so funny, as we were saying before recording, we have so many friends in common that it's actually very weird that we haven't met in person because I've known about you for, you know, probably eight years, seven years or something. So same, totally. Yeah. And then we ran into each other at a birthday party, a three-year-old birthday party last year. So it was actually so nice. this year, right was before it? this all went oh down. Oh my God, that was February. That's it right. Was. Oh yep. God. I know. What a that crazy the, portal. The last, um, it was really the last, well, it was definitely the last birthday party I went to. Same. Yeah. Um, I mean, in person. That's even, yeah, that's even more special because here we are. <laughs> here we are. I know. So I just really wanted to have you on because, A, I love what you share and I love the way in which you share it. And also, I think you have so much to give in forms of education for business owners and moms in our community. So I really wanted to delve into that topic with you and then also whatever else comes up. But I think, especially now as so many of us reimagine what our work looks like. It's going through waves of being overwhelmed and how do we do this and yada, yada, yada. So I wanted to 
really just kind of get your feedback and how you built your brand and business and, and mom. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Well, I'm definitely like, like most of us, we're just, um, you know, navigating this as best as possible. And I feel like new terror, well, it is new for everyone. Um, and you know, we're all doing the best we can. So I think the biggest thing is not to be too hard on yourself. That's like number one. Um, you know, as you know, being a mom and one thing that I had to adjust to is just learning. It's not like to set your expectations low, but I have found it deeply frustrating not to be as productive. And this is even pre COVID, but to not be as productive as you think you should be, or that you have been in the past or having plans rearranged, um, constant, kind of a constant battle of going with the flow. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and now it's like the ultimate test. Yeah. So ultimate test. I mean, even just scheduling (laughs) this, it was so funny because I was like, can you please do the call at 120? You're like, why don't we just say 130? I'm like, no, because I actually have to leave my house at 240. (laughs) Yeah. And I literally got here six minutes before getting on with you. So that's just not to say that in like a complaining way, that's just my reality right now. And this is my free quote unquote two hours, you know, for the next week, you know? So it's just, I think it's so important. That's such a key point is have people in your life that when you start getting frustrated and anxious about what you are, are not producing to have those people reflecting back to you, be like, do you see all you're doing right now? How, how do you have this expectation of yourself? Totally. No, I know. Unfortunately, my husband, you know, he's supportive in, in that and understands that. But I, you know, it's a learning experience for yourself too. just like, mm-hmm. um, wait, why am I getting so frustrated? Or, um, yeah, you know, it took me, I mean, my daughter's four and I feel like year one and two, it was like, I didn't quite understand what was happening, you know, cause it's all so new and then you like ease into it and it's like, no, you know what? It's like a Wednesday at 11 and we're just like at the beach mm-hmm. or, I mean, not totally right now. It's not that chill, but, um, you know, your, yeah. your productive times, um, don't necessarily like reflect the daily work schedule, especially okay. for everyone else, especially working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my daughter not being in school yet and just kind of not having a traditional structure as far as like nine to five goes right before we got on this, I was like, I actually just posted and haven't even looked at my phone, but for me, like I'm not a morning person and I do feel like becoming a morning person is something that maybe I should work towards. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think that would help, you know, quell some frustration, um, just to be able to get up and like have time, but, um, we'll see how that goes, you know? Haven't haven't done it yet. We'll get I up so at like, relate. I don't yes, know. I don't even know. I know. I so relate, and I'm not a breakfast person either. Which I saw that you aren't either. Which you know automatically makes me like you, because I feel yeah. like it's it, there's so much pressure to like eat breakfast and be an early riser. And you know, mm-hmm. of course, it's like trying new things, trying new patterns. My kids slept in till after eight this morning, which is unreal. Just to be, able, I was up earlier, but just to even lie in bed and like have a moment to have some thoughts is huge. As totally. Well. You know, just to totally. be like, what's, what's that kind of out there thing I want to think about and never have time to think about. And it's so real. I had this moment over the weekend where this woman that isn't married, doesn't have kids. It's kind of a long friend of mine in the past, but you know, she was getting frustrated with me about scheduling something. And I, 
it's been back and forth a couple times. And then I finally was just like, I don't think you understand the minimal amount of any free time I have at all to like make these decisions. And um, I just think it's really important to acknowledge that for our friends too, that have kids. If you don't have kids is like, we're not in control of our schedules. <laughs> we're just not. Totally. And especially during COVID. Cause you know, I used to have a nanny, don't have a nanny now. I'm trying to figure it out and it's real, real, real. And, um, and just having also the knowledge to be more gentle with myself, even if other people are judging me too, you know, it's like, I can only do what I can do. Totally. A hundred percent. I know. I mean, I was definitely the person that prior to having kids, I was like totally the asshole friend that was just like, why are moms so flaky? You know, why are they so flaky? Like, okay, you have a kid, big deal. But, um, yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big shift. (laughs) Um, so here we are. Yeah. So, so tell me about building your brand. Cause did you start it with your husband? Yeah. So right around, well, 2014, um, also when I turned 30 was a really big, just like life shift for me. And I ended up meeting my husband very quickly. Um, you know, knowing that we were going to get married and have wanted to have kids and just, it, it all just sort of was like falling into place. And, um, you know, part of that shift for me was a a big career shift. And what I had been doing for the last, like, which has all been in the plant-based food world, um, was doing that for, you know, about eight years. Um, so most of my twenties. And then when that was kind of all rearranging and I met my husband, I, outside of just making food, I was also making my own skincare and just always making my own stuff. And he was kind of the one that identified like, you know, this is something that you could do, we could do, you know, we could do it together. And that was when we started concepting Noosa Fair, you know, we're building this plan for our life and like creating a business and all of it, which is super fun and totally happy to have him on board and understanding what I was doing and what I was, you know, about. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's how Noosa Fair was born. I mean, I had been making the balm for myself. Um, because I, in my twenties, probably due to stress, environmental change, I was living in the Northeast for part of that. Um, so it's a lot colder, you know, we're both from the South humidity and all that good stuff. Um, so I did start to get eczema and was really just like diving deep on what I could do to, um, to cure myself of it. And of course, diet is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. I wrote a book called Everyday Raw Detox, sort of like around that same time. Um, and so was, you know, using myself as an experiment as to how I could kind of get control of it. I mean, I had the worst dry scalp. It was mm. awful. Um, and really just at a period in time where um, it just couldn't deal. Like mm. it was, it was pretty traumatic in a way. I mean, I'm not and that's a little overly dramatic, but it was definitely a big deal for me. And, mm. you know, with that, I developed um, what is now the balm. I mean, it's gone through a few iterations, but um, discovering these plant-based oils and butters like cocum butter and borage was a really big one. Mango butter was a really big one for me and just kind of bringing them all together mm. into what is now the balm formula. And Kind of also around this, this is a couple years later after um, Everyday Raw Detox, but all prior to launching Nucifer, which was 2016 when we launched. But um, my book, Coconut Kitchen, came out in 2015, which was all about coconut oil 
and um, all, well, not just coconut oil, but all the different uses of coconut um, mm. in, in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, a body section in there as well. And I, I sort of had the epiphany, like, you know, this balm that I'm making really does act in a lot of ways like coconut oil, because you can use it to wash your face, use it to shave, use it in your hair and the liberating idea that we don't need all these different products. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I love that. Care routines and even in food. I mean, people make it so complicated Mm -hmm. and I can definitely make it complicated on my own, you know, pointing to my head. Um, (laughs) and so what else, what can we do to sort of like release that complication? I think is a really, you know, it's a, it's a big deal for all aspects of life, certainly not just in skincare, but the beauty industry likes to market to us. And make us think that we need a lot of things. And you know, I mean, you know as well because you're in, you've been in, um, you know, the, the vegetarian, mm-hmm. vegan food space, and um, even just in raw foods. It's like the simplicity of that yeah. is really, it's really cool and you know, inspiring. So it's kind of all these ideas together is how we decided to launch Nucifera, and that was. Um, yeah, I was pregnant in 2016. That's right. Yeah. So we launched in January of 2016, simultaneous to my finding out I was pregnant. Wow. And, you know, I remember sitting on the bouncy ball, like full term, um, packing these, like doing all the ticketing for anthropology, which we got into really early on, which was super fortunate because that gave us a lot of exposure. But if anybody has ever dealt with, you know, the urban vendor um, relations, like, with anthropology or free people or um, urban outfitters, which obviously it's an amazing company to work with, but all their ticketing is so stressful. What does that mean? Like, for I don't know about that. Like it's just like all the policy. So like every big company has their own um, ticketing policy, which is how they manage their inventory, right? It's mm-hmm. there's the SKUs, the um, barcode that you stick on it, but you have to follow their rules they have like a set standard and I'm not somebody that like reads directions very well at all having to, you know, put it in like a four by six plastic bag with the bubble wrap and it has to be on this side and it has to, you know, you can't put it on the bottom and just like all this stuff. And if you don't wow. do it right, you get what is called chargebacks. Um, you know, they charge you back for the product cause it can't go through their system and wow. you lose money. So anyways, it's definitely a lesson in following directions and like reading it super meticulously and being, yeah, it was, it was stressful. I mean, it was a good learning experience too, because it's kind of cool to know how to do it. But um, yeah. I'm fascinated by learning those logistics because for, for those of us that don't have products or haven't even thought about it, there's so much that goes into it. It's yeah, unreal. Totally. And I think, um, you know, I see a lot of people who want to launch a product or they have this idea and then they get so overwhelmed prior to really even having a purchase order from anyone. So for me, it's been not exactly fly by the seat of my pants, but learning as I go mm-hmm. um, and, you know, asking for help, not being afraid to just like email the help support team, <laughs> you know, like I know this may be a dumb question, but you know, it's not, I mean, if I, I'm not a genius, but if I'm having trouble figuring it out, I'm sure plenty of people do. So. Yeah. Um, and I think that's because I want to do a product line and I have forever and it completely overwhelms me, but it also is good to know after my myself, that people all over the world 
make products. So I'm sure I could figure it out. <laughs> exactly. Totally. No, totally. And we've grown, you know, we didn't start mm-hmm. off like I'm going to make, you know, 10,000 bombs or something, and then it's going to sit and I'm not going to be able to sell it. I used to make it in a, in a certified kitchen. Um, but I was essentially making it once a month to meet our demand. And then, and I love making it. It was super fun for me put on a good podcast, get in my hairnet, like do it, you know, Um, which is really, it's fulfilling just like to get away from your computer and be productive in a way that's really like quantifiable. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I I found a great lab really in the nick of time um, with COVID and everything coming down that I'm super excited. I'm working with a chemist now, you know, to have them sort of like verify the formula and have it, you know, now, we're really set to be able to scale, to grow. It's awesome. It's so, I mean, it's super exciting. It's super fun. Yeah. And to be able to talk with someone about ingredients that I want to use, be able to develop new product. And so with them, we developed the stick, which is the newest product that I just launched this summer. Um, And we're launching a new product actually next week, um, which has been, I've been developing it for a long time, but with them, we were able to like finalize the recipe and everything. And we're just kind of like, well, COVID, it's not a great year to launch new products, but here we are. So that's so exciting. It's a new baby. I really want to get this stick as I've been reading about it. It looks awesome. And my lips are always chapped. I'm so Vata. It's just, I need that in my life. Yeah, totally. Well, I will send you from one Vata to another. Oh, thanks. Thank <laughs> happy you. To, happy to send you some Thank stick. you. Yeah. And I love the balm for anyone that doesn't know it. It's largely coconut based with other awesome oils in it. And I love it because it smells divine, first of all, but then it also absorbs so quickly and you can use it for anything, for face, diaper rash, little cuts and you know things on babies, to lube, to anything, which I I love. So it's, and I'm so in line with that mentality of less is more, whether it's the food we're eating or the products we're using. And I I really like, I don't like having a lot of stuff and I don't spend money on a lot of products. So it's, um, I love having it. I really do use it. I'm not just saying that because I'm talking to you. I really like it. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. And, um, you know, one thing about the bomb that, you know, it is, it does have coconut in it, but it has the kokum and the mango, moringa and borage and avocado oil, which is all really an equal portion. Um, mm. So it, you know, so even though it has sort of like a coconut, I would say almost like a coconut oil texture, but a little fluffier, um, mm. it isn't, it isn't just coconut oil. So yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it does feel very different than just applying straight coconut oil, which I do okay. use too, but it, it feels very different than that. Um, and it's so light, which I like too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That the kokum and the mango really help it absorb. And then how did you come sticky. up with the name? Well, new, so coconut is Cocos Nucifera is okay. the Latin name. So it's, um, Nucifera actually means nut bearing and most of our oils, most of our main oils are from the you know, from the seed of a fruit. So, you know, the mango butter is extracted from the seed of the mango, the avocado from the seed of the avocado. Um, Cocum is from the seed of the cocum tree. Um, So yeah, that's how, or the cocum. Love it. But yeah. Love it. Yeah. And did your husband have prior knowledge of this world of products or marketing and things like that before? Or did you guys both kind of start this journey 
as newbies? Well, definitely he did not have experience in the green beauty industry, but he has worked in advertising. So he has that background um, and he's worked for really big brands. But it's been interesting because, you know, I'm very much from really, I don't even know how this happened, but my career (laughs) has sort of been simultaneous to the growth of social media. And so I've been in this I guess in sort of like a very millennial career zone of always sort of working for myself, a lot of it being, you know, possible because of social media. Mm -hmm. And I've never worked in a corporate environment. And it's always been more like, have the idea, do it, you know, kind of like ad hoc a little bit, I guess. And he has, um, you know, this experience of really highly specialized people in a room with big budgets and they're concepting for days about a tagline Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, doing these, you know, campaigns for, I don't know, like Airbnb was a fairly recent one for him, Um, you know, and really having the backing to be able to do it like on the next level. Um, So being able to combine his experience with my experience, which is sort of like, let's just do it. We'll do it. Fine. Let's do it. And then he's like um, really able to um, refine things and sort of take it to the next level. Um, Prior to this year, it's been 100% me as far as just like daily operations um, and then kind of asking him, you know, he did all our branding and everything, but as far as like formula, making it, fulfilling orders, all the social media, customer interactions, like all of that is, is still me. Hi. Um, it's all still me. Um, and, but he's been able to put a lot more time in it this year because his work has been slow. Um, and that it's, it's actually been really good. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. What a good combo in your partnership. That's great. Yeah. And then, so this is something that I, I'm trying to figure out the best way to ask this question. So being an entrepreneur or starting a line or starting a business, because I I put some feelers out this morning on IG asking moms if they have any questions. And some of the things that came up were like, how do you know, and I know it's a little bit different for everyone, but certainly starting something, you're not immediately making money, right? It's a lot of investment, time, output, out. And then how do you kind of know or get honest with yourself of when you really like, did you do a timeline of like, I need to start making money by this time? Or were you just like, I believe so much in this, I'm going for it. And then we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I didn't have a timeline. And I will say this, I think, you know, starting your own business, if you can, I mean, everybody has a different, you know, everybody has a different situation. But having your own business is very different than having a job, mm-hmm. you know, so like, I don't, have a salary, but it doesn't mean that, you know, I'm not able to pay for things, you know? Um, so there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways that, you know, that it can look for you and with me. And this is one reason I, you know, haven't sought investors and really just wanted control of the business is to control the finances and be able to support, you know, the things that, that I need to support myself, to be able to work basically. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think you would underestimate your ability to make money pretty quickly. Like I, I used to like, especially when I first had my daughter, I had a meltdown and I told my husband, I'm like, I just want a nine to five job and maternity leave. 
why is this? Why am why am I an entrepreneur? This is so frustrating. And now, uh, you know, and COVID has really like opened my eyes to like, thank God we have our own business because you can really invest time and see, you know, see results in a way that you're, you don't have the same, you know, autonomy or you do have, you have so much more autonomy than you have when you do, because I do, I have consulted with people over the years to um, have income, you know, from others, which is a, right, other, a different sources. Com- other sources, um, you know, which is another level of comfort than having your, you know, having your business have to pay the bills, but it's such a different relationship to money. You don't feel like you have to, I don't know. I find myself and I friends and a lot of people who do have jobs, which seems like a weird thing to say, but it's like who have a more traditional, you know, employment, uh, relationship. You feel like you have to prove yourself all the time and then your employer doesn't get it. And it's really frustrating. It's actually very frustrating. There's like Mm. the comfort of it is sort of like, the counterbalance to that is also feeling like you're always, you always have to be on your phone. You always have to be like, Oh, I'm working. I'm on a hike, but I'm working, you know? And Mm -hmm. as a mom like that relation, it's really, I've definitely been lucky that my husband um, believes in our business, you know, and hasn't been like, you know, put pressure on me to prove something because he's known that it's valuable the whole time. So Mm -hmm. I, but I do think, you know, if you, if you are looking to start a business and you know, you're afraid to take that leap. I think you'd be really surprised um, how quickly you can have a return on that investment of time. I love that. And like, it it can be so small, you know, it can really be so small, like a couple thousand dollars. You're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, okay. This is all right. It's more than, it's more than not doing it. You know, totally. Yeah. And then it, you know, starts to kick in. Yeah. So Uh, And I think for moms too, we get in this thing of judging, at least this is what I talk to my mom friends that we're all trying to work in new ways, especially right now is being productive and creating and having even the space to dream it and then activate it and then also pay for childcare. And I think when we own or tack on the pressure of having to A, build a business and then make money and then also pay for the childcare. It's really overwhelming. And I actually like two weeks ago had a cry little fest um, when I actually looked at like the money I've made last year and then looking at it from, and I paid for childcare on top of that. And it was, I mean, it was sobering, which in a way is good to actually look at the numbers to put more fire under my ass, you know, cause I do want to exchange and, and get bigger and brand out and all of that. But then it also was like having to check myself. And luckily my husband is super supportive. And he was like, look, these are two separate things. You know, we decided when we had children, we were going to have childcare, we were going to have help. So like, please don't take that on. But for a lot of women out there, I know that falls on their shoulders and that is a huge stressor. And so for anyone listening that has that, just know that you're not alone. And also it is a lot. It's a lot to have kids and try to build your own business and or work for someone else. It's just a lot. Totally. And there's, you know, there is no straight path. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody has a different relationship with their spouse or, you know, you're doing it alone. Um, how you do your finances in the family, all of that. How you do your finances in your family, all of it is a very different picture for everyone. You know, and for me, like it has been because I've had um, times in my life where I feel like I have no financial autonomy 
and that I'm really just like too dependent. Um, and hitting 30 for me was kind of a turning point of like, you know what, I'm going to pay for it. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to effing pay for it because that is so liberating. And I grew up with a single mom. Um, and I mean, she was a lawyer, so that's totally different than this, you know, wellness entrepreneur path, whatever I've been on. And, you know, sometimes I look at that and I'm like envious of being dedicated, you know, earlier on, um, to obviously have like a more, a more professional career, I guess. Um, but her, you know, the way she raised us, yeah, I mean, she was able to do it because of her job, you know, and I want to be able now that I have my daughter, like, I just want to be able to, um, you know, support her, no matter what happens. Um, So that was probably, that was a big fire that got lit under me when I turned 30 and realized I was going to be a mom. And that's definitely been motivation for me to stick, you know, that stick, stick with itness um, that's needed to kind of see through a project, um, yeah. which is Nucifera, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and were there any days where you just were like, this is dumb, I'm over it, I, I need to bail out? And if so, how did you get over that? Like, how did you kind of talk yourself through? Or has it always been just really, you know, fluid for you? It definitely hasn't always been fluid for me because I have had, well, like I mentioned, um, you know, just in the beginning with my daughter, it's like, why don't I have a job? Mm-hmm. You know, why don't I have, I so relate to that. Yeah. yeah, Like, why don't I have, you know, I mean, not that, not that meaning, not that having a job means that you're going to get maternity leave in this country. It certainly Mm -hmm. doesn't. Um, But, you know, just that like wanting to have like some sort of stability in that department. Um, So those would be the moments that I'm just like, you know, frustrated and trying to take on too many consulting jobs to make up for it where my husband's like, fortunately, my husband has been the one that's like, focus on our business. If you focus on the business, it's okay. You don't need to take this and this and this and this and this. Um, So that has definitely been, you know, fortunate for me to have him support, you know, support me focusing on our business. But I, I am someone who I don't give up, like, I'm not a quitter, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, even, even like, competitive sports or things, like, growing up, like, I should have quit cheerleading. I should have quit gymnastics at some point. Like, these things um, that I did when I was younger, uh, that my mom, her, my mom's mom let my mom quit a lot, you know? And so she was, even though my mom's definitely not a quitter, but she let her quit a lot. And it was something that my mom was just like, Nope, you know, Mm -hmm. here we are, we're doing this, you know? And so I, I mean, I sort of stick with stuff sometimes maybe longer than I should, but we're still interesting. It's so interesting. (laughs) The continuum of that, of like how it works through the lineage. I feel like we all can relate to that. However, your mom or grandma pushed or didn't push. And then you want to kind of rebel against that. It's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I see that in the way our mother too. So interesting. So how do you logistically, how have you been able to run the business and have a kid for people that are listening that want to do both? I will not sugarcoat the fact that I do have childcare and that has been a huge, um, you know, my, our childcare is my employee basically. Mm -hmm. And she has been the greatest gift 
to being able to do what I'm able to do a hundred percent. I mean, so awesome. now my husband is home. Um, but you know, for the last four years, he has not been and you know, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. And I think it's so important because you can't scale, you can't go bigger unless someone besides you is taking care of your kid, unless you're up all night, which, you know, that's only sustainable for a certain amount of time anyway. Yeah. I mean, you look at, I mean, if you're looking, you know, if you're looking at on Instagram or you're seeing like successful boss lady, da da da, like whatever people are doing, people have help who have kids. They all have help. And I really wish people would speak to this. I've I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but I really wish more celebs and big boss ladies would come on and really give props to their help regularly because it is showing a false narrative. If if you're not the one with your kids or they're not in school, someone else is taking care of your kids and you need to honor that, you know, and that's, I really feel like the women supporting women thing too. No, it's, it's really, it really does. It's actually amazing how often it gets glossed over. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I even do it sometimes too. I know I do because then you don't want to be like giving too much. um, I don't know. You feel like it definitely feels like a privilege. I mean, it is a privilege Mm -hmm. and that can kind of feel uncomfortable because it's not like I have round the clock help. You know, I don't have a full-time person. Um, I am, you know, frugal with it and every like, Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I can't just have endless help. Right. Basically. It's all relative too. I it's mean, all person relative. to person. Yeah. Yeah. And so I try to maximize my time. Um, her name is Norma, by the way, and mm-hmm. she's been with us since Lavia was a baby and she's mm-hmm. essential. I mean, it's how mm-hmm. I'm sitting here doing this right now. Um, so, you know, that is, and I knew even before Noosa Fair was the level that it is, I knew that going into, and like, you know, you're saying that you and your husband had the agreement with having kids that that would be a part of it because regardless of if you have your own business or not, like if you don't want to just totally lose yourself to motherhood, um, it can be a big deal, even if it's just two or three hours a week. And I, I've, you know, talked with a lot of moms who, you know, aren't working and they just feel totally guilty with even trying to ask for a couple hundred a month or whatever to um, have some support. And, you know, we just live, I mean, we're parenting in really unnatural environments. We're away from our families. We don't have live near our siblings. Like the whole thing is just backwards. backwards. And you're supposed to be a mom and have your own business and live away from your family and have multiple kids. And like, who's going to help? Yeah. Like who's going to help? Yeah. It's not possible without somebody to help you. So, yeah. And how do you how do you stay disciplined about that? So, if you have let's say 4 hours a day or a couple of days or whatever it is, how do you really stay on task with your work? Do you shut your phone off? Do you not have social calls? How do you how do you schedule that? Um I don't have social calls. I don't make social plans. If anybody wants to meet me for a walk or a tea or a hike or anything like that, I really don't do that. I usually my daughter's with me. Yeah. Um, for even like meetings, um, you know, right now, obviously we're not really taking in-person meetings. You know, usually my daughter is with me. If anybody's met with me in like the last four years, she's usually with (laughs) me. I love that. Yeah. So that's kind of, um, one way is like, you know, when Norma is here is me usually at my computer 
or it's when I will carve in things that I can't do with my daughter that help me be productive, right. like sit in an infrared sauna or go to a yoga class. But even that, I usually try to do kind of outside of those, mm-hmm. those times. Um, you know, working, like I do a to-do list. I'm a big checklist person. I'm not the best at focusing on my to-do list, but um, I'm not a huge procrastinator, I would say. If there's like a bill that needs to be paid or that kind of unfun stuff, like I have trained myself over the years to like get that done first, which I think is really helpful um, to not have baggage Mm -hmm. of stuff that you don't want to do. Cause that really just bleeds into everything, you know, and that can make you just not productive at all. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I spend way too much time on Instagram. I spend way too much time DMing, which is like the new Insta AOL chat or something. I feel like, where I'm just like messaging the people that I like and like not engaging properly, not even using social media the way that I should be using it. But yeah, you know, I try to use the time that I do have help to just like focus on work. And I think that's so important. That's like such a key part of it because it's so easy just to siphon those those precious hours away. And I've started doing that more too of even seeing my postpartum clients like tomorrow I don't have childcare obviously. And so I'm going to go with meeting and take my daughter because it's like, this is also part of it. And I think you're actually modeling that kind of behavior in that village community by doing that from time to time, you know, having your meetings with your kid and showing that's possible. Totally. totally. And it also helps your kid. I feel like it helps kids too know that there are times when they can't just scream bloody murder and run around. Like they can do their drawings and they can sit and they can, you know, work on those skills themselves as well. Totally. And I think it's, you know, I think it's fun for them. Like I like the idea of my daughter having memories of like mm-hmm. going to a business meeting with mom, you know, that's totally. fun. I yeah. love it. Yeah. So there is no perfect formula, but I do think moms underestimate the value. I was just talking to a friend yesterday who's very entrepreneurial and she has had two kids um, that are both, you know, they're both under four and she's had a very hard time. She's just completely lost herself to motherhood Mm. and that's okay if you're, if you're happy that way. Um, but I, I just know myself and I think a lot of women, they, you know, you want to feel whatever, whatever it is that sort of inspires you on this other level, you want to be able to access that. And I told my husband, this is probably when my daughter was two and I would just have these meltdowns about sweating because I was still breastfeeding and I felt like I couldn't sweat. And I'm just like, I need to sweat. I'm going to lose my mind. (laughs) Um, And, you know, and then I got really into sweating and then COVID came and now I need to figure out how to sweat more. But um, the sauna or what do you, what makes you sweat? The sauna. (laughs) Yeah. Or Bikram. Oh, that's right. See, I was the same. I know. I love a good sweat. I really miss it. And now... Bikram was down the street from me in our old place. And then now it's closed, of course, because, you know, turns out he was not a, a great man. Um, but I, I miss the sweat. I love the sweat. That's the Vada also. I know. I know. I need it. I need it. I need it. Do you have your own sauna? I don't. I'm working on it. Though. Yeah, same. Okay. I'm working on 
maybe I'm going to do some mid-level marketing sauna vibes and like, oh, I don't know. Oh, but that's I, a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, keep yeah. me posted on what you like because that's something I'm really wanting to manifest. Because yeah. now the Korean spas are closed too. That was my jam. Like that is one of my happiest places in LA and now they're closed. Do you think you're going to have another kid? Um, you know, that's been an interesting conversation. I feel like my husband and I fortunately have been on the same page about it. And then earlier this year, and I almost on the same page about it where it never even came up. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. I, like I feel like I just had a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I just had a baby and she's yeah. four. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it like almost hadn't even come up. And then earlier this year, I was like, you know, I don't not want to have another baby. And he was like, no, I know. I mean, okay. And so then we like, <laughs> we're going to like try and then kind of did. And then I just like started just was like, I don't want another baby. Mm-hmm. And so I had a moment with that. And now we're kind of in this like conversation phase, I guess, about it. Because I honestly, I don't know. Yeah. I so I feel about you. you um, I think about you and like that you were, you were like, no, I was one and done. And then, and part of me hopes that like maybe that would happen to me where it's like, I don't even have to think about it um, because there is no, you know, having one kid, much less two, if you really think about all the logistics and the financial side of it and your time and your energy, I mean, it can really psych you out. And then yeah. at the same time, like my daughter's like my favorite person, totally. my favorite girl <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Like she's amazing. Like why wouldn't I want to have 20? And then you see these women online and you may follow her. What's her name? Um, oh, Dula Bliss. Yeah. I love Lindsay. I <laughs> yeah. Lindsay. I and I'm like, I know. seven how kids. Have, how do you have seven kids? What am I doing wrong? Like, what's wrong with me? Nothing. We're all different. We're all very different I know, people. but it looks so like, I mean, it looks insane, but also looks so like fun too. Yeah, so. I get it. She has a tribe. Yeah. So and she can handle it. And she's also like, I'm insane. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of where we are with yeah. it. Like, Thank you I for sharing like, that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. You know, it's so interesting because like you said, I was so one and done, like adamantly. I was like, there's no way I can ever love another kid. Like no way. There's no way. And then when we really got intensively talking about it, I was already pregnant. When we're like, okay, so really what would this look like? And then like a couple of days later, I peed on a stick and I was pregnant. So, you know, she wanted to come in, but I had a real feeling about another girl's soul but I didn't know if that meant in this lifetime I was meant to have another one or if it was just a connection I had, you know, with mm-hmm. another soul. Um, and now, of course, I'm so happy she's here. And it's so much having two children. It's really a lot. And How not many to say, years apart are they? Um, six. Okay. Which right. pros and cons. There's pros and cons however you do it, you know. And one way it's great. They can play together of the older sister who loves having the baby, but then they're also very developmentally different. So they're in different things each day with different things, you know, people. And so anyway, it's just, it's all a juggle, but 
it worked out for us, thank God. Because I also was really worried that um, I would lose my shit completely because I did not sleep for like three years after Jemima. I had postpartum anxiety. I didn't really know. I didn't know better. We traveled a ton. I had no help, yada, yada, yada. And so I knew so much more the second time around, how to better take care of myself. But that scared me too because I was like, I can't go where I went the first time around mentally. Yeah. You know, it's such an interesting journey. Yeah. But- and I looked to, to certain, you know, you see certain women, you're like, okay, you had one. I've reached out to, you know, people on Instagram that I'm like, so is that a decision? Mm-hmm. And most people are really happy to, to share with it. And then I have certain friends who are definitely one and done. And I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I feel like this year is just kind of an awakening. Mm-hmm. for everyone or it's like we're in the process of an awakening um totally you know and being away from my family I mean we we're both from the south like I was mm-hmm. messaging you I'm like being at your mom's house looks I so know. nice and so fun it was heaven it was heaven and I'm definitely plotting my escape from Los Angeles I mean that's happening at some point point. and how does your husband feel about that he I think he realized through this time that I mean that. (laughs) And it's not a threat. It's, it's at a very soul level and, um, he's in the film business, so he has to be here. And so we're trying just to kind of figure out and then also let it flow what that will look like. It might be living two places for a while or a couple years and figuring out what that looks like. If I'm working there more and have land and homeschooling the kids and we travel back and forth. Like, I don't, I don't really know exactly what it's going to look like, but He's also at an age where he, you know, he's worked very hard for a long time for his career where he is. And so he's not about to like leave that now and then start something else in the film business. He will start something else. Like he wants to be a teacher when he gets out of film. So we'll see. Okay. Yeah, we'll, yeah um, totally. But I do think there is something we're all awakening to is our priority shifting and our family and less is more and simplicity of life right now, 100%. wherever you live, you know, but I, I mean, just back to the one and done thing, like one is awesome and you can do so much with one. Like I loved having one for almost six years. I don't think I could have handled having more at that time. So, you know, you'll figure it out. But I think it's, it's so nice to share these stories because I feel like women don't really talk about their journey and making the decision or dealing with it when it happens. And I think we have a lot to learn from one another. Well, I think so many women just don't even, so many women and couples, they don't even like consciously make the decision. It's like, you have one, you're going to have two, mm-hmm. you know, and you really underestimate your own needs. I think yeah. maybe start there a little bit. I mean, of course I have friends who, you know, my best friend growing up in South Carolina, she had four kids and she seems totally fine. I couldn't do that. My, there's no way my nervous system could handle that. Like, like two, like I'm up here, like I'm at my crown shocker level of what that I can handle. <laughs> totally. totally. And being the kind of mom I want to be, you know, which is very important. So I think it's it just to have these conversations, women and their partners to like, really, what, what can your system handle? You know, what, what are your sleep needs? I mean, that's a huge one, mm-hmm. but I'm not trying to freak you out. <laughs> That's why I've got to figure out how to be a morning person. Yeah. Just go ahead and figure it out. Well, I used to be a major night owl. And then I slowly started changing because my husband and I were kind of on opposite schedules, which, you know, still have to work on. But kids definitely got me on an earlier, an earlier schedule. It's a whole thing. And there's no right way. I mean, it's a different path for everyone. Totally. Yeah. 
It is. It is for sure. So women, business, motherhood, all of it. It's really interesting how it's all become sort of glamorized thanks to our friends, social media. And, you know, I think we all can fall prey to comparing ourselves, feeling like we're not doing enough. I mean, it's a really easy cycle to get yourself caught in, but I really think carving out time for yourself and finding inspiration. Um, You know, for me, it's definitely exercise, you know, walking. I mean, that's kind of my main thing that I've always held is just walking. Um, You learn so much, you know, you can really Mm -hmm. figure so much out rather than just trying to force it. I know it's Um, always been my main meditation where all the downloads come when I'm walking. Is there anything for someone listening that maybe hasn't had a baby yet and has their own business or wants to start their own business? Is there anything looking back that you wish you had a mentor to tell you on your journey? Well, look, I mean, I still haven't figured it out totally, you know, I'm like not even close. And I think always seeking mentorship Mm -hmm. is a good idea. I mean, I'm open if anybody wants to reach out to me and be my mentor now. Um, I would happily accept someone to, you know, kind of help me figure out what the next phase, what the next level is of my business now. Um, Learn from people. Don't think that you know what you're doing necessarily because unless you're, you know, unless you're an expert at what you're doing, which would probably mean you would have already done it before, (laughs) then, you know, you can learn from, there's so many so many good examples. I think, you know, there's one thing that, you know, we have now is the ability to access people that we may not have been able to have access to even 15 years ago. Yeah. You know, and seeking, you know, inspiration. And I think that's a positive of social media, you know, Mm -hmm. being able to um, contact that person who seems to be doing what you want to do and maybe ask for advice. Yeah, totally. And that's something I, cause I'm such an introvert and kind of shy and I don't want to bother people that whole vibe, but that's something I had to really get over this past year. They, they cannot reply to me. It's okay. But if you don't ever ask or reach out, it's definitely not going to happen. So I just had to kind of get out of my own way. Totally. And it's like, for sure, have complete detachment on whether or not you're going to get a reply, but you might be surprised who does reply. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I've been very surprised for the positive. Like, wow, that's interesting. They even reply to me. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have a lot of tools. I mean, not just you, but we all all do. We all do have a lot of tools to be able to do what we want to do now, which is interesting and really makes this whole piece and time positive. Mm -hmm. And... You know, I've had friends and I'm sure you have had friends too, like who've become incredibly successful over a really short amount of time doing some of them, the most random things. Yeah. And it's just that, that focus and just like going for it. Mm -hmm. And the belief and prioritizing that you can do it, you know, and because a lot of us weren't modeled that. Um, I know I certainly wasn't like, it's still weird to me that to even the thought of having an employee is like very odd to me. And so like, that's my next hurdle of getting over that. You know, it's, it's just always a journey. 
Well, well, thank you so much. I feel like that's a good little wrap up. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to chat and look forward to chatting Same. in person soon. Same. I know we'll go hike with the little girls or, or stroll or walk. And um, I can't wait to see your new product. Will that be launching on Instagram next week? It should be. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So when this comes out, it'll already be out. So look for that. New Safara. New Safara. New product. Yeah. Yep. So well, thank you. Thank you so much for making the time. Very much appreciate it. And I will see you in person soon. All right. See Have you. Have a good one. Bye. Okay, bye. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to start sharing more of the podcasts that I love and listen to. And here at Soulfire Productions, the team is growing so quickly. And I'm so excited. I'm so inspired. It's really a beautiful moment in the podcast world. Today, I want to introduce the Great Unlearned Podcast. If you haven't listened to it, it's with Cal Callahan, and he has conversations with some of the world's leading experts and performers, such as Lance Armstrong and Aubrey Marcus, to help us unlearn our way into a new way of being, whether it's figuring out how to navigate a relationship, dealing with your emotions, diving into spirituality, or just learning how to feel comfortable in your own skin. Cal and his guests navigate the choppy waters of what it really takes to unlearn all the ideas that we've picked up along the way that no longer serve us and how to find ourselves and track our own path.